0: You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport, W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama
2: touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a
1: football player
2: you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the out of way. Now, I believe I could have run behind you.
1: Martin, I can remember when we came to the center and you were playing fullback up there. And
2: I saw you in the weight room and watched it the, watched the work out in the weight room. You, pick up, you were enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I run like back like Biggest mistake we ever
0: made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback, Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for The Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, tied 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Good morning. It is Friday, the end of the week. hope everybody's had a great one, let's put a good bow on it and get ready for the weekend. I am Xavier Houston sitting in for Martin again, as this week has been a great one. A little trouble at the start, but I feel like we finished pretty strong. I got Joe sitting behind pressing the right buttons for me. And this is Friday, so it's free for all Friday. We'll be talking a little bit about everything from Alabama football, basketball, the NBA finals, anything that you can think of. You can call in on the Alabama One hotline at 205 342 9904 and get in on the show. Uh, let's just talk sports. Joe, how are you doing this morning?
4: Oh, I'm doing great today, Xavier. A little sleepy. I stayed up late last night watching all the trophy stuff. So, uh, But we're, we're having a great day. Excited for Friday. Excited to see what you got in store for us, my man.
3: Oh, man, I'm excited. And speaking of trophies, uh, the Golden State Warriors went out and won their fourth title in the last eight years. Uh, Steph Curry got his first finals MVP. Uh, They, you know, beat the Celtics. And if you saw the start of the game, you're like, oh, man, it looks like this thing is going seven. Celtics got out to a hot start, uh, 14-2 run. And then next thing you know, Golden State couldn't miss. And they went on a 21-0 run and pulled away as hard as – Boston' fault. It was just a little bit too much of a deficit to come back from. Um, where does this put Steph Curry for you among the all time greats? It's his fourth title. We know we he we know he's the greatest three point shooter of all time. Uh, but where does he stand among the all time greats for you?
4: Oh, Xavier, I don't play that game because if you, you can make an argument for everybody being the all time great. Magic, LeBron, Michael, Steph Curry. I mean, he's got an argument uh, for sure to be the. I mean. I got people last night telling me he's the greatest point guard ever, and they, they might be right. It's, it's all a matter of some, you know opinion and 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 that, and that factor. Uh, but he he's undoubtedly proved all the all the haters wrong. Uh, was, you know, didn't get a scholarship coming out of high school coming out of high school to the school he wanted to. Ended up settling to play for Davidson. You know, and and, and overcame overcame early conversations about being a bust with his ankle ankle injuries steph curry you got to give hats off to him he's one of the best basketball players uh, i've ever seen
3: oh without a doubt i saw a post saying he is the goat of this generation over lebron do you agree with that
4: i mean everybody is prisoner of the moment uh everybody's prisoner of the moment i i I guess it just depends on what you prefer uh it just depends on if you like lebron and his style kind of uh, the magic magic johnson-esque or if you like steph curry uh trying to shoot threes from half court
3: (laughs) yeah i i I thought that was a little surprising and the, the reason for saying it was Steph has won four championships in thirteen years, while LeBron's won four in nineteen, and Steph has the head-to-head advantage. But I also look at that. I mean, head-to-head advantage with uh,
4: with a way, with way better like a lot better complementary pieces around him.
3: Yeah, I'm. Mean, well, if you if you go look at those four. Those four finals where they play each other in a row. The first year, they, they, it goes six games, and that was without Kyrie or Kevin Love for the uh, for the Cavs. And it goes six games with LeBron, and I can't even tell you who was who would be considered the next best guy on that team. Then you come back the next year, and that's the seventy three win team. Oh, this is the greatest team of all time. They have the worst implosion in finals history. Uh, losing to a healthy Cavs team. And then they turn around and go and sign Kevin Durant in the offseason. And those are the next two. So and like I said, this series was Steph's first finals MVP. So he's, this is the first time in six finals that he's been considered the best player on the court. While win or lose, LeBron's at four finals MVPs. And then if you look at all the other accolades, Steph, as great as a three-point shooter as he is, isn't close to catching uh, LeBron, let alone Kareem, uh, in six, with uh, – as far as point totals and all that stuff. So I definitely think Steph has solidified himself in the top 10, but I'm going to have to say it is a bit of a stretch to say he's better than what most people consider at worst the second best player in NBA history behind Michael Jordan. But I'm a LeBron fan. I didn't really get to watch much of Michael, so I hear the stories. But what I've seen the best player to ever play the game is, one, LeBron. But uh, I, I think it was a great series overall. Uh, the thing about it is Boston's young. They're, the East is really wide open to see who's going to be able to take charge of it. Is it going to be the Bucks? Can they get back? Can Boston get back? Maybe Miami with Jimmy Butler and who they have uh, it is really wide open, and I'm going to say this m- is it, going to sound crazy, but this might be it for the uh, the Warriors. I think this might be their you know their swan song when you just look at some of the at least as this group uh, with Clay Draymond and, and Steph because uh, they've got some young guys that. They might have to let some of those – at least one of those guys go to be able to keep them around with Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole and guys like that. Uh, Excuse me, but, uh, yeah, it was a great series. Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, bright future for Celtics. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for winning the fourth title in eight years, but – Let's see what happens next year. Can they do it? Can these teams get it back to it? But uh, at the end of it, I think we will be talking history amongst – with some of these teams uh, as far as this is the end or the start for some of them. But let's go ahead and take an early break, and we'll get back to it on the other side. This is the Martin Houston Show. It's free for all Friday. And we will be talking about whatever you want to. So call into the Alabama 1 hotline at 205 342 9904
0: Tide 100.9 traffic.
2: From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything looking pretty good on this Friday morning. Yes, we did make it till Friday. If you see conditions, just give me a call, 205 886 8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a used vehicle, too, at Towns and Nissan. Go check it out. I'm Captain Ray.
0: In-top. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another very hot day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The chance of a few isolated storms this afternoon or this evening. The high today, 98. The low tonight, 73. A nice day tomorrow, sunny and not as humid. The high at 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
5: Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com.
0: The sound of Bama Sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Alright, welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I I Xavier Houston sitting in on this wonderful Friday, and it is free-for-all Friday, so make sure to call in at the Alabama 1 hotline at 205-342-9904. Bring up any topic you want, and let's converse. Uh, Got some recruiting news. Uh, A.J. Harris, the number five player in the state of Alabama, number five corner in the country, is committed to Georgia He is leaving the state of Alabama To go play for Kirby Smart But guys Understand A.J. Harris Is originally from California Just came here For a few years To play high school ball And it's not like Losing someone that Grew up in the state of Alabama Lifelong Alabama fan Or things of that nature We've still got a lot of good guys in the state that I have a good feeling are coming to the University of Alabama. So just because we lose one or two guys, don't be upset. There's plenty of guys left to check in and be able to commit to the University of Alabama. Well we've got Super Joe on hold. How you doing this morning, Super Joe?
1: Everything all good, man. Everything rolling right with you?
3: Oh yeah, man. Everything is wonderful. How you been?
1: Ain't no complaints. Yeah, Golden State. I I kind of knew. I said that. I see no Golden State. I see no. I said, you know, State, I said, you know I said, I mean, I'm doing all good. I see you no know, Golden State. I kind of knew they were gonna pull off in six. I said that. I said, you know what? I said when Golden State decide they're not gonna play around with Boston anymore, it will not go to James seven. <laughs> and I said, you know, I said, yeah. And i you know, the Yeah, I, State I, I knew. Now. Yeah. You go ahead. I knew when uh, when.
3: Boston Blue uh, Boston Blue game four they, they had the late lead And they let Golden State Come down, hit a few threes And then they started trying to play their game And just shoot threes instead of drive And keep it close When that happened, and I was like Yeah, it, it, it it's over 2-2, two, two. if they don't win game, It's 2-2, two, two. if they don't win game five it, It'll be over in six And that that's what happened But, yeah, no, uh Golden State, they're their own form of a dynasty. Uh, it's kind of funny. You had you had the Bulls in, through the 90s, then you had the Lakers and Spurs, and then I call it the LeBron dynasty, necessarily a specific team, uh, him winning three titles on three different teams, and oh, you've yeah. had the Golden State dynasty. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see who's next.
1: Yeah, and I say like this, you know, I'm, I'm I'm you know, I was born in Oakland, so you know, I got to go for Golden State, but I'm a Lakers fan the real reason why I'm a well fancy Lakers fan because of Kareem Abdul Jabbar, That Skyhook. I'm the first time I saw him hit that skyhook. hook, you know, I was eating I was eating some chicken in them right and I'll eat some chicken them and rice some on it that day. Baked chicken. That's my that's my that's my, that's my favorite player record. And my father at the time, you know, he's like, oh, well, you don't know nothing about him. I said, I'm about to learn that Scott Hook was right. You know, I just immediately oh, took yeah. that strong liking to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I saw him hit that sky Hook from half court. I mean, I said, shoot, that, that Scott Hook was that thing. Oh, yeah, he that, kept the phone confused. Yeah, I said, shoot, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. Bro, we toward, we get towards that season. We're getting toward that football season, ain't we?
3: Oh, yeah, man. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to be back in the swing of it. Uh, uh, getting in the radio and learning the summer and, and things of that is, is new for me. But I, once football's here, I, I'm locked, loaded, and ready to roll. You know, it's it's too short. Football season's too short. As, as a football guy, 15 weeks covering Alabama, it's not enough time. I know Joe yeah. probably <laughs> disagrees with that with his m- – much responsibility as he has. But, yeah, football season, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see what this 2022
1: team can do. Yeah. What, what national champions are going to be playing at this year? Uh, Los Jerry, Angeles. You know? Los Angeles, okay. Los Angeles. Okay, dope Hey, I look at it like this, though. I said it like it's going to be Alabama and somebody. In the national championship. That's all I got to say. And this is going to be our year that's to prevail. That's what
3: it seems to
1: be almost every year. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I got look to at, look at our team. we to have so many injuries last year, two of them, and we still go to the national championship. That says a lot about our team. We still win the best two championships. But then also, I'm, uh, we're still kind of going to the given game, winning it this year. We win it every other year. And that's great. And so, you know, I'm looking at it like this. You know, Coach statement is going to be here, and I told you, guys. Coase is going to be here too. Can't do it no more. It's going to be the day we're going to have to wheel him off of the coffin. So that's going to be the day he retired. <laughs> And I hate to say it, that way, it sounds yeah. a little shrewd, but it, I think it's the real truth. Because you Super know,
4: you Joe, know Super Joe, did you see? Uh, we had the number one third grader coming to a camp la- 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 uh, two weeks ago, last week. Is Coach Saban is is Coach Saban still going to be around when when he gets ready to go to
1: college? Well, you know it's hard, it's hard to say. I feel like I like I said before, Coach. I said this around Coach Terry Saban. I the Coach Saban is going to be a tweet probably can't do it no more. And I think you said you got that right. So you see, <laughs> I think so. So don't, so don't you think there's that, the other reason why I'm saying this? <laughs> I mean, I'm be honest, the only boss that man got is Coach Terry Saban. That's the only boss he got. But that, that boss he married yeah. to the alumni ain't telling nothing. To, the president ain't telling nothing to me. Because you know one thing, I got to give Gene Stallon credit. He told Coach Saban before he got when, when you get there, you run your program. So he gave he gave that man tips. And see, so Coach Saban went in there. You know, he came yeah. in. He was in there so unfriendly. But I tell you what, you know, it's like this. You can have the same position another man got. But y'all got different types of authority. Is it like Coach Bryan and Coach JB Whitworth? Both of them are head coaches, but JB Whitworth had no authority. Coach Bryan came in there, the president signed papers immediately, or better yet, they just turned the program over to him. Boom. So you see, he was able to run things his way, but he had went in ways. So that, that's what bagged it up. Is it like background vocals in a, in a strong lead singer? Boom. You know what I mean? It, but anyway, oh, yeah, yo, I agree. Hey, you got anything? But I'm gonna go ain't yeah, got nothing else though, but man, I just, I just said, what day do you think the ticket price is gonna start getting cheaper than the University of Alabama on football? Ne- Tough
6: question, Never. Never. Be, I mean, I i the correct correct. <laughs> no, take care, man, Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Super Joe. Hey, we got Joey on the phone line. How you doing this morning, Joey? I'm fine. Um, I was, would like your kind of feedback. I mean, I know the West, I know Alabama has a lot of experience coming back. Uh, but on the East, Georgia lost so much. Uh, are most of the teams in the, about the teams in the East more, uh, in a rebuilding or a development stage? And do you think that, say, Florida or Tennessee could step up, uh, in the, in that division? Because Georgia's – their their players are good. They're, uh, you know, highly rated, but definitely going to be in development early in the season. What do you think on that? Excuse me. Uh, so what I'll say about Georgia is I, I think they're
3: getting into that territory of where Alabama was with, uh, you know, early on with Coach Saban of – where they're getting into that truly where they're not rebuilding, they're reloading because of the talent of the guys that they do have coming back, and the the younger talent that we haven't seen a lot of. But this is the this is the year that tests that theory. Is Georgia a rebuild or are they a reload type of team? So we'll see that year with them. Uh I would say Florida is a rebuild because they have a new head coach, Billy Napier. is He's coming in and he's changing a lot. So they do have a lot of experience coming back in certain positions, but they're learning new systems and things like that. So that's why I'll say they are a rebuild. Tennessee, I think, could be the most dangerous team in the East. Not saying that they're going to win it, but I think they have the opportunity to be extremely dangerous, <clears throat> excuse me, due to the fact that they got their quarterback back. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of uh key guys back at several positions. They've got their head coach back. This was a team that had a lot of, you know, that really only struggled against Georgia and uh Alabama last year. And they did pretty well against uh uh Alabama when you when you actually go back and watch the game. So that's why I think they could potentially be a, a dangerous team out of the East.
6: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Tennessee was close Did in a lot doing? of games. I thought Tennessee was close in a lot of games. And that the coach has done yeah. a good job of it, as much as we want to, you know, laugh and tease other teams. I think that they could push the uh, in the east more than some people think or have you know have been talking about Yeah I I but definitely I think they're
3: at play I definitely think they're in play in the east uh, uh if if they can if they can get by Georgia tell me another team in the east that you think can beat them if they can beat Georgia who in the east can beat them
6: they have to play a good no, game no. because I don't know if their depth is there, but, but if they played well every, you know, each week and their mind in it, that's how teams uh, end up developing and, you know, and get to where you're saying they're um, reloading versus just rebuilding every year. Yeah. Yeah, so
3: that, that's kind of – I'm still going to go Georgia coming out of the east. Yeah. Yeah, but Tennessee is definitely the number two team in the East in my eyes right now. Uh, You might be able to see Kentucky because of who they have coming back with uh, their quarterback and and running back. But but they lost their most explosive weapon to the draft and lost a couple key guys on defense to the NFL. So – but I I think if I – of the top – When we think of the East, the top three teams are uh, Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida, and that's the order I think they finish uh, this year.
6: All right. Well, that was all I wanted to talk about. You have a great weekend.
3: Thank you, Joey. Thank you for calling in. You have a good one, too. Uh, Joe, real quick, you mentioned that third grader that is – was here on campus, number one third grader in the country. They call him Baby Gronk. Do you? Are you? Are you wanting to see Baby Gronk in a in a crimson Tide uniform?
4: Oh Xavier, I think he I think he might just be a social media sensation. I think his parents may just have a <laughs> uh, may just be very smart with using their social media and using uh, his. I mean, he, he looks like. He looks like a talented athlete for his age, but goodness gracious, he's in third grade. He's not even hit puberty, so what? I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, he's up there on social media talking about committing to Oregon, committing to Texas, taking visits. I think his parents are just uh, running a scam on on, on college football fans.
3: <laughs> Man, uh, and and he this has been going on for two or three years. So you're talking about a a, a kindergartner. When this started, <coughs> excuse me, no, uh, no, uh, I, I've seen the clip. I've seen the Kid is very talented for his age. But how many times have we seen a guy that gets an offer as a seventh, eighth grader and then doesn't stops growing early? Uh, every, you know, everybody athletically catches up to him because he was the one that that got it a little bit earlier than everybody else. I know it. everybody might not remember Lane Kiffin offered a uh, an eighth grader, David Seals, to play quarterback for him. David Seals ended up being a three-star uh, coming out of high – this is when Lane Kiffin was at USC. Ended up being a three-star coming out of high school. Goes to West Virginia – I think originally, ends up at a uh, junior college to go back to West Virginia, ends up being a wide receiver and is in the NFL now as a wide receiver. So you just never know what happens with some of these kids. But, yeah, his parents are smart. You know, hey, if they can keep his name in that buzz and he develops, you might you might literally be talking about the first kid that grew up uh, – social media star that made it to the made it to college, made it to the NFL. But uh, we're gonna get to break. Pat, hold on. I'm gonna get to you on the other side. Remember it's free for all Friday. We can talk about anything that you want. Call in on the Alabama One hotline at
5: 205-342-9904. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service Experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package.
0: interact with the
5: martin houston show by calling us at 205-342-9904
0: <laughs> tuning into the martin houston show on facebook
3: all right welcome back into the martin houston show this is Xavier Houston. We have Pat on hold. Pat, how you doing today? Good
2: morning, EX. That uh, hey, I got a question. I just was doing some little research and hey, is uh Tony Mitchell uh is he the reason for uh Coach Saban's little speech that uh do you think? Hello?
6: Xavier. Hey, can you hear him? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me now? I got you, Pat. Z- Z- Xavier, okay. are you with
4: me? All right, Xavier's having a little sound issue. Uh, but, uh, Xavier's having a little sound issue. But Pat, I think, you, uh, it, I, I, sure. uh, I think you might be on to something. I'm not sure. I think you might be on to something. Obviously, somebody uh, – some, some. Oh, you know what? I think I did. Wrong. I think I did Xavier incorrectly there. I think I have a button punch right there. I'm wrong. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, Pat, Xavier Pat, Pat asked if Tony Mitchell was the reason for for for, for Xavier uh, for uh, for Nick Nick Saban's rant a couple of weeks ago.
3: Tony Mitchell. Uh, um, Pat, asked a good question. Uh, maybe. Uh, I've, I've heard, I've heard that, but I haven't heard anything, um, anything to solidify that, but, uh, but, but no, it, it definitely could be that, um that, uh that Tony Mitchell was the reason, but I'm not 100% sure about that one, Pat. All right. All right. Hey, uh,
2: are we relaying the call? Anyway, Oh, uh, I did some research last nine, night. I can you. And, Okay, good. Uh, I did some research last night, and uh, but for this particular telephone call with you this morning, being this is uh, free for all Friday, uh, and what I found was that uh, a whole lot of crystal balls now appear to be going to Texas a- ATM. Let's say it like it, just like the man <laughs> from the Rocket City Texas ATM. And oh, uh, and it was more about from what I, could, what I could find out. It was more about what I can get up front to sign than what I can do once I get there, because Coach Saban isn't going to pay anybody up front to come to the university because that's supposed to be illegal. What do
1: you
3: think, X? No, I I definitely think that might be some of it. like I like I asked uh, uh, yesterday how he felt about uh, some of these guys that that are going for the money up front versus being willing to you know come get it. <coughs> From what he said, Coach Saban wants the guys that here as athletes first and then let that, you know, then take advantage of the NIL, because once <laughs> you get here, that's, you have every door open to you and every opportunity as a member of the Alabama Crimson Tide, especially currently. Man, uh, I so, would,
2: yeah, I, I no, yeah, I'm not, not paying but I've had a daddy and a uh, a family friend call me from Oklahoma uh that uh wanting to know about uh what kind of money they can get uh here and uh he's a very sought after he's been uh uh heavily, heavily recruited by Michigan and Harbaugh and uh and I told him I said, you know, I said we've put one point seven billion dollars in the pockets of NFL players at the University of Alabama since Coach Saban's been here. And I said, it's what you can make here, and that you're gonna get an education here I, if a kid doesn't get an education at Alabama, it's pretty much because he's stupid and he just won't go get all of the free stuff that coaches bill is put forth and uh i mean we have so we have we have nearly a uh we have somebody almost working with every kid to make sure they're getting their grades and uh, the uh, the things that the intangibles of Alabama are superior to every other school and um uh, a parent is just crazy not to send their kid to Alabama. what do you think
3: I'm thinking when it comes to it as a father uh if i if I'm looking at this as a father uh with with my son and there's no telling how crazy it's going to be 15 years from now, when he or 14 years from now when he's a senior in high school, uh, going through this whole process. And, you know, if he works hard enough to get there, uh, uh, I'm going to tell my kid. I'm I'm not even going to tell my son, "Hey, your granddaddy played at Alabama. This is where you got to go." I'm going to tell my son to go to the place that is best for him, and that's academically that's athletically and that's personally because, well, a lot of people don't realize these coaches also help develop these, these teenage boys and turn them into young men. And I think to me, that's the most important because I'm entrusting you with my son, especially if it like, if I'm here in Tuscaloosa and and it's Alabama it's, it, and he goes to Alabama, it's a little different. I'm right down the road. But if I'm sending my son out of state, I'm sending him somewhere where I know he's going to be taken care of, looked after, and they're going to help mold him into a, into a young man as well. So that, that's the three things I'm looking for as a father it is, is academically, Athletically and personally, I want my son to be able to be developed by a head coach in all three of those, or coaching staff in all three of those areas. Those are the three key things for me. And the money aspect of it is 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 the fourth thing. If that you know if those three things are taken care of, the NIL will work itself out. Okay, Hey, got a question. Uh, July the eighth, are you going to put
2: your crystal ball in right now, this minute, for Peter Woods to Tuscaloosa? <laughs>
3: I am going to, <laughs> I am going to Crystal Ball, Pete Woods to to the University of Alabama. I, I've heard a lot of things from a lot of people. Uh, I'll be shocked if he goes somewhere else. I also, look at the fact of he's got former teammates already here in Jeremiah Alexander and uh, and Traquan uh, Fields. So I, I think we have a really good shot of landing him and him being Good deal. A, yeah, I, um, hey, I did.
2: I, I just, I just want Coach Saban to beat uh Texas ATM down on the. D- D- just put Dabo. I'm not Dabo, but I just want to put Jimbo in his place. Oh, hey, and this. Hey, I like winning, and we're. I like winning if we're playing pickup sticks. You hear me? But, uh, and uh <laughs> I mean, hey, that, to, to lose to Texas ATM. Uh, in recruiting last year just hurt my feelings, it really did. All right, anyway, hey, have a blessed weekend. And I'll uh, tell you, Dad, I said hello. Have a good one. Thank you,
3: A. All right, you have a good one too. All right, hey, Joe, did you see that or did you find this out? Because uh, CJ Watson, who watches on and listens in on Facebook, he said, Steve Kerr is the first person in NBA history to win a championship in four straight decades. He won three with the Bulls in the 90s. He won one with the Spurs in, two, in the 2000s, three as a head coach in the 2010s, and now one in, in the 20s as a coach. So the first person in NBA history spanning playing career and coaching career to win a title in four consecutive decades.
4: Yeah, it's pretty impressive, honestly. And, and and as well as the Warriors played, I think that Steve Kerr really, uh, really put his hand on this series. Probably about game two or three, about game three or so, he started to figure out kind of the adjustments to make against the, against the Celtics. And uh, while I think the Celtics kind of came in, and a lot of people thought that they would be out physicaling the Warriors, outsizing the Warriors, and be able to maybe win, win, win the uh, win the championship. I I think Steve Kerr needs a lot of credit for the the adjustments that he made defensively on the rotational side, and really just the way he used his lineup was highly effective uh, throughout the back half of the series. So I, I think I think he deserves a lot of credit uh, for for this cha- championship uh, for this championship in particular.
3: Yeah, no, I I, I think. I'll tell you this. I had the Celtics come. I, I had the Celtics one again. I had the Celtics win literally for everything that you just mentioned. I thought they would be able to out-physical them. I thought they would be able to body them more. Uh, I thought that just the wear and tear of the style that Boston could play on defense was going to be too much for Golden State. And early it was. I mean, you, you look through the first – Four games and three quarters, you thought Boston was going to pull away with this thing, and Steph Curry, man, I mean, he's special when he gets hot, and that that's what happened uh, over the last two games, and he was able to do things and, and carry this team in ways that a lot of people didn't think he was going to be able to, just especially after getting rolled up on uh, late in game three. But he was able to he was able to keep keep it going and shot lights out, man. And, and I I have to say this: Steve Curry has won all the championships, but we got to give Mark Jackson a little bit of credit where credit's due. He assembled the core of this team as the head coach, staff, Clay, Draymond, and. Steve, uh, Steve Gert turned them into champions, I guess is the best way to put it.
4: Yeah, I'm with you on, but, the, on the Celtics. Uh, I had the Celtics winning in seven. Uh, is, I thought that a lot of the same things that you did, and and uh, they surprised me. I mean, I kind of could, I, about game four, I kind of started to see it turn in it, but I wanted to, I mean, got to stick with my prediction, and, and oh, man, I, I, it stinks to be wrong a little bit, but a lot of credit goes to the Warriors, <laughs> and and, and uh, think about this for a second for a second Xavier. You, a couple of years ago when when the warriors had the number 1 overall pick or number they they had a top top, top 3 pick uh, I can't remember if it was 1 overall but they had a top 3 pick no, and I, ins- think
3: were, I think they were
6: I and think And instead they of were
4: picking LaMelo Ball they picked James Wiseman. Now, James Wiseman probably has a good future in this league as a center. Uh didn't really didn't play much for, for Memphis like at all. But if they had taken LaMelo ball, how much more dangerous offensively would this team have been?
3: Man, if they had Mello. You know That that's truly the only thing that this team doesn't have. They don't have a they don't have a true facilitator. Now, they work great. They work great with their ball movement within and of itself. But imagine if Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins and all these guys were able to essentially, you know, be spot-up shooters and, and things like Steph and Clay as spot-up shooters with LaMelo being able to drive and kick with Man, that that'd be a scary thing with uh with that duo of just, just that driving kick ability that Lamelo has become known for uh, so far through his first couple years. God, <laughs> you know, sometimes the the basketball gods work their magic when they know something would just be overpowered, and that's what the 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 Warriors would be with a Lamelo ball. And I do think Wiseman, if he can stay healthy, could could also add a different factor to what the Warriors do with their inside game and having a big-bodied score to, to alleviate some of that uh, pressure. And, you know, and pick-and-roll game could go to another level. But, yeah, yeah LaMelo Ball, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, that's – that's scary. <laughs> um No, so uh, looking, I saw a list that had four Alabama players that are first-team All-Americans. Joking, name the four guys that they picked.
6: First-team
4: All-Americans, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, easy two. They didn't take Dallas Turner as as three, did they? Ice nope, Young, Will nice. Anderson. I'm going to say uh, Jordan Battle and Emile Echior. That's my four.
3: You got three of the four.
4: You're going to give us the fourth? You got three of the four. Uh, Eli Ricks. And who did I miss out okay. on? Eli, who who, who do we miss
3: out Jordan Battle and Eli Ricks. You think yeah? How you feel about that? Is Eli Ricks? How good is Eli Ricks going to be for Alabama? Do you think? In reality,
4: I think there's a question mark about it because of you know he didn't really play that last year for LSU and while i think that coach sabin's going to get the maximum uh, get the most out of him i kind of have a uh, you know i wonder how much of his heart is really really wanting to compete and really wanting to get you know uh, i mean i think he has a lot of natural ability i think he has a ton of natural ability uh, but, but, but kind of opting out kind of using an injury as a excuse kind of being rehab i mean those Question marks about Eli Eli last year. Now, uh, if he comes here and takes things seriously and does the work, then I think he's, he can absolutely live up to that billing of, of first-team All-American based off what he did as a freshman at LSU. He's obviously got a lot of talent. I think it just kind of uh, depends on himself and depends on his engagement level with the program and with his willingness to, uh, you know the saying, follow the process.
3: Yeah, I uh- I have to agree, and like you say, competition level is he going to be able to come in here now that he's made it through spring? That shoulders is close to a hundred. percent is probably going to get, if not already, a hundred percent. Can he? Everybody keeps locking in Kool Aid on one side, and then it's between Kyrie and and Eli. I'm not I, I think Kool-Aid McKinsey has the absolute opportunity to be one of the star corners that come out of Alabama. But it would not shock me if Eli Riggs comes out, gives everything he's got, and we potentially see it actually being Kyrie and Eli out there as the starters. Or am I or is that a little crazy?
4: I think Koua is going to have us about pretty much locked down to himself. Now, uh, it would be great, uh, really, for for the competition's sake and for Coach Saban's sake, if he was able to look at the corners and see, oh, I have three starters for two slots – uh, we 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 kind of had one starter. <laughs> we kind of had one starter last year for two slots with Josh Job and his, his 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 bad foot and Kool-Aid trying to come on uh, late in late in the season. So I think it'd be great for Coach Saban and and really Xavier. It would be great for the three of them if they could all play at a high level, so that hey man, you, you don't have to take every single snap. You you know with with the, the way offenses are running this year running lately the last handful of years that speed you know. Fast, fast, fast offense, and throwing a bunch of wide receivers out there. It'd be great if you could uh, re- use u- use a little bit of a rotation with the three of them, with the three of them, so so that they're not wearing each uh, being worn out by by opposing offenses.
3: I definitely agreed, and it's it's always better to have more than you need than uh, less of what you need, and that was kind of the situation Alabama was in last year, as you said with. Uh, <laughs> with uh, uh, with Joe being injured and then everybody forgets what really hurt Alabama last year was Marcus Banks deciding to transfer in the middle of the season uh, and Armar Davis coming up limp after that fact as well so it, it was just a bad situation with two uh, with a true freshman and a juco guy down the stretch um, but I, I would feel a lot more comfortable having three guys for two spots than one for two or or point five for uh, for two, really, with uh, Armour Davis being banged up as well. Do you see Jalen Armour Davis at,
4: being uh, able to assert himself with the Ravens this year and make it, uh, give Alabama the, the starting tandem with the Baltimore Ravens, Marlon Humphrey and Jalen Armour Davis?
3: Man, I – I want to see how Marcus Peters is coming back off of his torn ACL. Because if Peters able to come back and, and play at a high level, that's gonna that's gonna be tough in the sense of he's he's one of the best corners, and him and Marlin are one of the best tandems in the league when they're both healthy. I definitely think he can carve himself out out maybe in the nickel or they they switch it around and one of those guys goes to the nickel spot. And uh, Jalen comes in, but I, I do think with Marcus Peters getting up there in age, I think he's 30, 31 now. I can definitely see where they, where they're, they're, they're grooming, getting Jalen into position, and maybe next year, into two thousand twenty-four, you could potentially see this tandem, them as a starting tandem.
4: And do we? Do they uh, still have Anthony Averett as well, or, or did he move on to another, another team?
3: He's with Oakland now, so yeah, he he moved over to Oakland this year. So, so that would that'd been pretty cool. But it, you know, with Baltimore, you know, if if one Bama guy goes, there's always it always seems like there's another one to replace him. and that's crazy. Even after Ozzie Newsom has retired uh, and is just enjoying life, so we we, we know you're going to see Bama. In, in that Baltimore color, which which breaks my heart as a as a Steelers fan, and I got to see Alabama guys. We got Najee, we got we got Levi Wallace, and you know Minka just signed his massive deal. I'd like to see some of those guys, you know, in Baltimore end up in Pittsburgh. But hey, that's just me. Uh, that's just how I feel about it. But hey, uh, it's been a great show, great week. Joe, I appreciate you. Mason, from the beginning of the week, I appreciate you as well, my man. Uh, this is Xavier Houston, and my week of filling in is officially over. Y'all have a great Friday, a great weekend. I will see you again on Monday, back with Martin, sitting in, running the things. And, oh, uh, Joe, I'm actually going to be at Wilkin Formby's. uh announcement on monday so i'll have that ready for you next week